And uh, yeah, wow, what a, what a great morning we've had so far, hey? And uh, I think it's, um, uh, yeah, we've got to make up for two Easter's. And uh, I know Rochelle said it as well, not having Easter uh, last year. Easter last year was online. Easter last year was in my living room watching a TV. So uh, it's, uh, it's so great that we can meet here today. And uh, thank you for being here and joining us uh, on Good Friday. And uh, just to, uh, to worship God. Hey, how amazing is it, uh, you know, just to, uh, you know, the, the, the simple things, uh, but just to come together as a, as a body, come together as a church of believers, uh, and just to worship uh, God and to thank Him for what He's done for our lives. Uh, really is powerful. It really is great. So thank you, creative team, and, and um, uh, it was uh, awesome. Uh, well, today as I jump into uh, the Word, and I just want to just share uh, uh, share a, a word that God's put on my heart uh, this week. And uh, just to start, um, I just want to begin with a quote, uh, a quote that I remember hearing, and it says this. Uh, it says, uh, people find it easier to believe God is great than to believe He is good. People find it easier to believe God is great than to believe that He is good. Uh, I think in my own life, this, this works with, with Christians um, as well as non-Christians, right? Uh, I've had conversations with people who uh, don't really believe in, in God Himself, in, in the, the, the Creator, um, but I've had conversations with people and now they, they'll say to me, oh, I just, I know there's a greater power, right? I know there's a greater force. I know that, you know, there's, there's something out there. I just don't know. I don't think it's God, but I know there's something there. And, uh, and people sort of can, can sort of wrap their heads around that there's this greater force, right? That there's something greater out there. Um, uh, but how many times do, you know, especially non-Christians uh, find it hard to believe that, that, that God is good, right? How many have had the conversation or heard the question that why do bad things happen to good people, Right? Why, why, if God's so good and God's so loving, why doesn't He just come and, and just make everything better here on earth, right? Uh, I know even for Christians, um, you know, for, for, for as believers, the, the conversation I've had with people that, yeah, God's great. He's, he's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He has authority over all. He's mighty. He's big. He's great. But sometimes people find it hard to believe that He's good, right? It's easier to believe that He created the heavens and the earth than to believe that He actually loves and cares about you and your life and your individual circumstance and, and life that you're living. And, 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 and to an extent, I get it, right? We live in a broken world. We live in a world that's, that's full of sin. Uh, and, and, and there are people all around us. Uh, and there are people probably here today uh, that, that are going through uh, or, or have, have, have suffered from hurt um, or, or uh, uh, rejection uh, loneliness. Uh, you know, th this morning we were able to pray and believe, and not about you, but there were people in my mind. I'm going, God, uh, depression and anxiety over their lives. I, I, I stand against it. And I pray for them in Jesus' name. We all know someone or, uh, uh, who has been through uh, hurt and pain in their life. Uh, we all, to some extent, have been through and, and, and can relate to rejection, can relate to loneliness, can relate to hurt and pain. For some of us, it may be fresh. For others, it may have been some time. But we can all here agree uh, that to some degree, uh, we have experienced that. And today, uh, I've got two points, uh, two things that I want to share with you that I hope encourage and inspire you and, and I hope uh, uh, that, that could build your faith. I pray that it, it helps you see that God is uh, actually moving in your life. And the first point is this, 
is that Jesus knows. Jesus knows. Uh, The cross tells me and reminds me that Jesus gets it, that Jesus gets me. Every time I come around communion and as I come around the cross and as we come around Easter, the cross reminds me that Jesus knows what I'm going through. Right? The Bible tells us that Jesus, just as we've sung and, 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 and Mark had led us in communion, how amazing was that? How great was that uh, to be able to partake and do that together? And, and so the Bible tells us that what Jesus did on the cross, the plan and purpose was for Jesus to come, to come that God sent His one and only Son to die for us so that we could be in relationship with God today and for eternity. That Jesus came to, to, to pay a price to, to die for our lives, to take our spot, right? So that we can live this life uh, in intimacy with God. To be a once and for all sacrifice for humanity, right? And so the Bible teaches that, but, but there's so much more to the cross, right? That was the plan and purpose that God had ordained and orchestrated for Jesus. He sent His one and only Son but I believe that there's so much more to the cross than, than just that. that. That as we look at the cross, as we're reminded of the cross, we can actually learn so much more about Jesus. As we look to the cross, we can uh, actually learn so much more about who God is. The cross is, is this gift that keeps on giving. Uh, I was reminded this week about uh, um, uh, the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, the movie franchise. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that. And uh, uh, there's, a, there's this movie the franchise, uh, 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 Fast and Furious. And, and I was reminded of it because I only just read recently that in, it's been announced that in 2022, I believe, uh, that they've announced that they're going to do a Fast and Furious uh, 10 uh, and, and 11. Or 9 and 10, sorry, 9 and 10. And, and I don't know, for you, if you follow it, it's kind of like, like, there's, the, the Fast and Furious franchise is built around car racing, right? And, and I'm looking at this going, there's only so many movies you can make about fast cars, right? Like there's, there's only so many angles and so many shots that you can take of cars, cars going really fast, right? Like at some point you just go like, oh, I know how this goes, right? Like there's only so many hours you can watch of just cars going, you know, and and, you know, and, and big, you know, guys, you know, and, and, and I'm like, and I read this and I'm just like, wow, they're really, they're going there? Like they're bringing out another one, right? Number 10, right? Number 10, I think like four was pushing it. You know, I remember when they brought out five, I think it was like, whoa, like they're really, they're trying to like really suck the life out of this and get money out of this one. Like they're on the 10. And, um, and I was just reminded of that because it's kind of like, it just keeps going, it just keeps going. And, and, yeah, and I, was, I, was, I was thinking of the cross and I just thought, God, it's, it's, although how true and how powerful it is that what Jesus did on the cross, the sacrifice and what it meant for us today. Yes, that's powerful. I'm not taking away from that. But what I'm trying to say is that there's, that there's more to it. There's more that we can understand about God, about Jesus. There's more that we can, uh, uh, we can grab a hold of just uh, apart from just that. And, um, and so the cross shows us more. And, and, and this first point is that Jesus knows is because when I look at the cross, I'm reminded that Jesus experienced rejection. Jesus experienced loneliness. Jesus experienced hurt and pain. Uh, Jesus experienced all this on the cross 
and, and, and not only just on the cross, but in the lead up to the cross. And so when, when I look at the cross and when I think of Jesus, I, I think, you, you, know, you know what I'm going through. When I'm experiencing that pain and that loneliness and that rejection, Jesus, you know how I feel. You get me. I'm not here going, God, I know you're really good and you're really holy. And, and you know, I just, you know, it's just like, no, Jesus, you experience the very thing that I may be walking through today. That Jesus understands what you're going through. He can relate. There's nothing that you go through that he hasn't experienced himself. And an example of, of this that I wanted to, to point to is, is uh, uh, hours before Jesus was arrested, uh, hours before uh, 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 the, the uh, soldiers came to arrest Jesus and to take him into uh, uh, custody, uh, we, we read in, in Matthew 26, in Matthew chapter 26, and I'm, I'm going to read from 38 in a second. But, but in this scripture, in this passage, in this time, Jesus is, he, he knows what's coming. He knows that, that, that the, the end of his earthly ministry is, is about to come to an end. He's, he's about to uh, uh, step into what he was uh, called and what he came to earth to do. And we read the scripture in Matthew 26 where Jesus gets a couple of his friends, a couple of his guys, and, and in there sort of he, we read, he, he gets this guy, this guy, and this guy, and he, and, and he says, come with me, and he, and he takes them over here, and, and he says, hey, I, uh, in, in verse, uh, uh, yeah, we'll read this in, in chapter 26, verse 50, uh, 38, 26, 38. Jesus says, Jesus says, uh, he told them, meaning all his friends that he had, he had uh, brought aside, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. You know, I was thinking about this and I thought, if, if someone came up to me, said, Pastor Trav, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death, right? Uh, for me, I'm like, that's a pretty big wake-up call. I'm like, okay, you're going through something pretty serious here, right? Like, like this, this, this means a lot to you. And, and I just think, you know, Jesus here is asking them, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. Can you stay here and keep watch for me, right? And I was thinking about this. I'm like, if someone came up to me and was like, hey, my, my soul and is, is crushed and, and, and this is how I feel, you know, can you watch the paint dry on the wall? I'd probably be like, yeah, if it helps, I will, Right? Like, if you're at that point in your life, I'm, I'll do whatever it takes if it helps, if I know it's going to, you know, help you out where you are. And so Jesus here doesn't ask him to watch paint dry, but he says, hey, can you stay here and keep watch for me? Uh, and keep watch. And so we read that Jesus sort of goes a, a little bit away and he, and he prays. He goes away and prays to his father. He comes back to, his, to these guys and he finds that they're sleeping, right? And he kind of wakes them and he's like, guys, like, like Jesus know what, he, he knows what's going on. He knows what's about to happen. He's like, hey guys, I'm just asking you to do something here for me. I need you to stay awake. I need you to pray and, and, and stay awake and keep watch because something huge is about to happen. Can you do that for me? And he goes away and he goes back and he runs back to the Father and he's praying and he comes back a second time and they're asleep again. And, and, and what this is, it's the, it's the, the, the beginning of, of a a line of disappointments that Jesus is about to experience. It's just the beginning of a snowball effect of the, of, the, uh, of the pain, of the rejection, of the loneliness that Jesus is about to experience through his trial to the cross and on the cross. You know, we read just moments later, we read a little bit down in, in, in Matthew 26, verse 56. 
And we read that when the soldiers actually come to arrest Jesus, uh, and, and Judas and, and the soldiers come, and, and, and there's, there's a little bit that, that goes on there. But we read in verse 56, it says this, right? At that point, as they arrest Jesus, as they take him, uh, it says that at that point, all the disciples deserted him and fled. Deserted and fled. I'm going to tell you this morning that Jesus knows what you're going through. Jesus gets that if you're here this morning, you feel lonely. You feel like people have rejected you. You feel like you're in pain and you feel hurt and you feel like you've been suffering. You feel like you've been, that stuff's been going on in your life and you don't know how to deal with it and you, and you just can't see a way out. Can I tell you that Jesus has experienced the same thing? Jesus knows what you're going through. He knows what it's like to have your closest friends around you desert you. He knows what it's like to be alone, to be facing something going, hey, I didn't deserve this. A a, a man who lived a sinless life put to death. He didn't deserve it. I didn't have to go through this. And so Jesus can meet you right where you are, not just because he's God and he's, he's awesome and he's great, but who knows that Jesus is good because he's experienced what you've gone through, what you may be going through. Uh, 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 what, what someone you know is going through and he can say, hey, I understand where you are. I understand what it feels like to be abandoned. And so if you're here today, you're hurting. If you're here today and you're like, oh, there's, there's stuff in my life that I'm going through. Can I tell you that there is no better season, there's no better time than this morning to be reminded of the cross and be reminded of what Jesus did and be reminded that we serve a God who can relate to what you're going through, who, who, who has experienced the very thing that you may be going through. My second point is this, as off the back of that, is that Jesus not only experienced it and, and walked through what you may be going through, but the next step is that He cares. He not only knows and he not only is, is, is there going, oh, yep, I see you and I know what you're going through, but, but Jesus is right there with you and he's there with a caring heart. First Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your cares on him because he cares for you. That's the Jesus that died on the cross for us. He died because he cares. He died even though while we were sinners, he died for us. Why? Because he cares for you. For you, you right here, whatever you've done, wherever you've been, whatever you've seen, whatever you've thought, He cares. And He did it for you. And, and I was reminded of um, uh, a couple years ago, Mark, uh, who just led us in, in communion. Uh, uh, a couple years ago, we were um, working at a, at a butcher shop together in Babinda. And... Uh, uh, I was reminded, uh, you know, I know when, when I was working there and, you know, as you would serve customers and, and, and one thing that sort of came to the understanding, if I can use in this analogy, is like when people come in the butcher shop, uh, you know, generally they come for meat. You know, no one really has come ever in the butcher shop and gone, hey, have you got like a radiator? You know, like, like people know what they're coming in for, right? Um, it's really hard. You've all got masks on. So I'm like, was that funny? Like, anyway, yeah, yeah I can heard that one. So there we go. Um, yeah, you need to be like, yeah, give me some actions here. Like, that was... Anyway, so, so people usually come in for meat, right? And, and so it's that idea that, like, we have what you want, right? 
Like, if you want to come in for steak, we have what you want. You tell me, I'll get it for you. Uh, that's cool. And so when it served customers, right, it was, it was kind of like, yep, come in. What do you want? Yep, get that for you. What do you want? Rump steak? Yeah, how much? Yep, kilo? No worries. Yeah, 20 bucks. Awesome. Thanks. See you later. One thing that Mark did differently to me, right, I'm throwing myself under the bus here, but, but, but when you watch Mark serve customers, he, he cares for them. And he shows this in a way that, again, when someone comes in and wants rump steak, I'm like, yep, how much? In a bag, ching, ching, pay for it. Thank you, see you later. Thank you for coming. People come in and Mark serves them. And he's like, hey, how you going? How's your weekend? Right? And they're like, oh yeah, good, good. Hey, what are you after? I want some rump steak. Awesome, rump, wait, is this for lunch? Is this for dinner? And they're like, oh, is this for lunch? And you know, Mark would be like, oh, that's cool. And where are you going? Are you going to have it? Are you going back home? Oh, yep. And you know, like, like what sides are you going to have with it? You know, and you, and you got drinks prepared. And you know, and he's like, have this whole conversation. You know, what's your favorite color? Like, I'm kidding. But you know, but, you know, and, and he, but, but when, when he's serving people at, at the butcher shop, you can, you can sense that he cares for that person, right? Now, now I'm friendly, and I know I love people, right? And I'm, you know, I'm not rude or, you know, like, yeah, get out of my face. But, but, but you can tell the difference when someone actually cares. And and, and so Mario, kill a kilo sausages. Yep, sausages. And hey, have you tried these ones? Do you like do you like you know lamb? Yeah, I love lamb. Oh, how about you try these ones? And like he's 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 caring for the person. And so when people come, it's 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 not just Mark's attitude. It's not just I have what you need. But it's, I actually care for you as you come to me. And I believe we serve a God who not just has what we need. I believe we serve a God that not only just has everything we need, but He also cares for us. That He not only has experience and knows what we're going through, the very pain and the very suffering and the very rejection that you may be facing, He's actually with you going, hey, I care for you and I want to see you get through this. I want to walk you through this. I want to be right with you through this. And Psalm 121, 1 to 2 says this. It says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. My help comes from Him because He cares. That He not only has what I need, but He cares so much about me that He's so willing to help me and He cares exactly where I am and in the exact moment in the situation that I may be facing. And you know, I was reminded of, uh, I remember the very day and the very moment and the, the very place where uh, uh, I remember mom, my, my mom told me that she was diagnosed with cancer. And, and, and I remember it so clearly and, and um and I remember in that moment, uh, uh, once sort of I got told what was happening, I remember going to my room, I remember just looking up to the sky. I remember looking up to the roof, actually, I was in my room, looking up to the ceiling and, and just going, God, I need your help. Right? I just, I, I need your help because, because I can't do anything. I don't know how to react. I don't know what to do. There's nothing I can do. I'm not a doctor. I don't have the answer for cancer. I, 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 you know, I, can, I can be a good son. I can do the shopping. I can be supportive. But, but God, I don't know what to do. I need your help. And I remember just stopping just as a, as a, as a, as a teenager who really didn't know, uh, you know, really wasn't far in my walk with Christ, sort of just knew it was there. And, but just stopping and just that, that innocence and that childlike faith of just, God, I need your help right now in this moment. And, and, and praise God, you know, by the grace and the power of God, my mom was healed and, uh, and, and today is cancer free and I, and, I, and I thank Him and praise Him for that. 
But you know, as I was reminded this week, I thought, how many times, how many situations do we face in life uh, with things that we didn't ask for? My mom didn't ask for it. I definitely didn't ask for it. How many times in life are we faced with things and, and we go, God, I didn't ask for this. I didn't expect this. This wasn't how it was meant to go. I, I can't deal with this. I can't do anything. I, I, this was, it wasn't even my fault. It was because of someone else that this is now happening to me. How many times do we go through life and it's like, this just doesn't look good and I don't know what to do. This looks hopeless and I'm lost. I need help. And I learned from a young age, from that moment, that God, you will provide for me. God, that you will be my provider. That when I look to the mountains and I ask myself, where will my help come from? I believe and I know from that moment that God, my help will come from you. That God, you are the source of my life. That I can trust your word and believe that you care for me. Friend, today, Jesus, understands. He's experienced what you may be going through, but not only that, but He cares for you and He wants to provide for you. And as I finish, I want to finish with this thought of the cross. And uh, I think I've got this on a slide behind me because I didn't want you to miss this, but I've got this statement that God provides for you. Jesus is proof and that's all you need to know. That if ever you're in doubt, if ever you're, 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 you're discussing, God, are you really my provider? God, could you really meet me? Could you really help me? God, do you really care about me? This morning is for you and this moment is for you to know that Jesus proved that God will provide and that God did provide for you. Jesus is the proof that God loves you, that God cares for you, that God thought of you and that He will provide for you. And I'm reminded of how hopeless Jesus would have looked on the cross, nailed, beaten, spat at, cursed. You know, people say something bad to me on Facebook and I get offended. And I'm like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. I like get a big like attitude, right? And I'm like, Jesus, you went through it all. You went through it all and so much more. And it looked hopeless. It looked like He was dying. That was the purpose of the cross. The cross was to bring death. The cross was to bring defeat. The cross was to torture. That's what it was meant to look like. And Jesus is hanging on this thing and it wouldn't have looked good. It didn't look good. How many of His family, of His friends, of His disciples would have looked at Jesus and said, that's it. It's over. We had big plans. We had big dreams. But look at Him now. He's hanging up there, barely breathing, naked, can I tell you this morning that regardless of how hopeless your situation looks, we serve a God who will provide. And as hopeless as the, as the cross looked, three days later, God raised Him from the dead. And three days later, we saw the power and the authority of God to raise His Son from death, to defeat sin and to defeat grave. And can I tell you that right now, you may be in the midst of a season where it looks hopeless. You may be in the midst of, in the middle of a season where it looks like you're, you're hanging on a cross and it doesn't look good and, you, and it looks like you're defeated and it looks like there's no way out. But I wanna tell you that three days later, it was a different story. And, and, and three days later, God provided. 
And three days later, God showed that I care. Three days later, God showed that I can turn up and I can, I can be right there in the middle of your situation, your situation and turn it around 180 degrees for the good. And so church, understand Easter, it's, it's more than chocolates, it's more than an Easter bunny. It's a time where you can remember that you are loved. It's a time where you can remember that someone cares for you. It's a time where we can look at the cross and be reminded that how, how, however hopeless our situation may be, there's still hope. That the cross may be a symbol to the Romans in that day of, of death and defeat and, and torture, but to us, the cross means victory today. Today, the cross is a symbol of hope for us. Today, the cross is a, is a symbol that God cares for you. So church, today, as we give God our attention, as we look to Him, because you have His. And I'll finish with this very last quote. I've got it behind me. That today, I believe for someone, for people here today, that as we come around, as we came around communion, as we, as we look to the cross, as we're reminded of what Jesus did for us, today, this is for someone, that we look, we look back, we look back and thank God for what He did. We look back and thank Jesus for what He did for us. But today in your life and in this moment, it's a time for you to look forward and to trust God. God, you provided for me then, you'll provide for me in the future. God, I look back and I thank you then, but I trust you now and for my future. And so church, as we, as we go along in our days and this weekend, and, and I pray and I hope that you would be encouraged and that you would know that regardless of how many chocolates you get, regardless of what you do and where you go, that in this moment, in this weekend, in this time in 2021, that you would be reminded that you are loved, that you are forgiven, and that God will provide for your life. How can you say that? How do you know that? Because He's provided for you before. He provided Jesus, and Jesus is proof. And God, now we trust in you and in your word.